This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Hawke's Bay, a community access media station. Thank you to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible. Righto, kick it in the guts, Trev. You're listening to Radio Hawke's Bay on 104.7 FM, 1431 AM. We're streaming across the world, www.radiohawksbay.org.nz. This is a program called Made in New Zealand, where we talk to Kiwi musicians about their music. And today it's my pleasure to be talking to Kiwi country legend Brendan Dugan, who is soon to be embarking on a 19-venue New Zealand-wide tour with fellow Kiwi legends Dennis Marsh, Gray Bartlett and Eddie Lowe with the New Zealand Highwaymen. Brendan, welcome to Made in New Zealand. Oh, thank you, Ken. Wonderful. Good to have you here with us. Now, Brenda, before we talk about the tour, I just wonder if you wouldn't mind taking us on a journey, your journey into music. Wind the clock back. Where did it all start for you? It actually started when, when, when I was, was 11 years of age and won my first talent quest. It's quite funny when you think of it. I won seven in a row. Wow. My dad was an entertainer, so it, it, it was in my genes. And uh, then uh, one day I was in, in Timaru when I was about uh, 13 and someone saw me sing. And uh, they offered me a recording contract way, way back then. So uh, at 14, I released my first album and just quickly threw it. And of course, then at 16, I uh, I won uh, New Faces. That's right. Uh, 1968. And uh, it's just gone from there, really. Travel the world, Grand Ole Opry, all those things. Uh, it's been... Hey, it's been fantastic, really. It's been my whole life. Yeah. Now, you mentioned that it was in your genes because I often say to entertainers, uh, actors included, that it does probably have to be in your genes, doesn't it? Because, I mean, I would, I've seen you on stage many times and, and you look like a natural. I mean, you know, it just comes so easy to you. Does it help to be uh, talented, naturally speaking, or can you learn that? No, I, I, I suppose you could learn it if you're doing a lot of it. Uh, Excuse me. Um, yeah, that's the thing over the years. I'm constantly doing it. So you become natural. You've, you you walk out your audience as, as your friends, you know, and you and you, that's just, it's that communication thing with an audience. Yeah. That's the hard part. Reading your audience and knowing what to do, um, I think that's a very, very important part. And if you haven't got that, yep. yeah, life's not easy. No, that's right. What about when the curtain comes down on the gig, Brendan? Is it the same Brendan off stage as on stage, or are you two different personas? Uh, no, I'm a silly bugger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, when, when, yeah, yeah, in a way, I, I like to think that I'm just me. When I'm on stage, I'm me. Uh, I, don't, I don't like to be uh, someone that I'm not. Um, so, yeah, no, I just I just uh, get on very well with, with the fans, you might say, or friends. Yes. Um, and I think that's what it's all about. That without them, of course, you're nothing, really. No, of course. Uh, so so, so it's, it's quite cool, really. Did you style yourself on anyone along the way, Brendan? I mean, did someone inspire you and thought, ooh, yeah, that's a style I could uh, latch on to? The late John Hall Grinnell. Yeah. John, when I was a kid sent me an autograph when I was 13 uh, and I couldn't go to a show because I had the flu or something and mum and dad brought home the autograph and uh, I already had all his albums and I've still got all his albums to this day um, and we were good friends uh, and that's I always say John is the reason why I sing country music yeah why yeah well, that's a good question why country why not some other genre of music what is it about country that does i mean i know it's probably the most popular genre in the world but what is it about country that gets you, gets you going stories i I, th- I think it's just a storyline 
uh, what's uh, you ask me these questions I've never asked before, Ken. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Which is wonderful, by the way. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't really know. I've always said that I'd never go away from country, and I never had. You know, I've, I've gone on to some more modern country stuff at times. Uh, I think it's just how I was brought up, really, I suppose. Yeah. Um, that, that's, that's why I do it, and that's what I'm happy at, do, happy at doing. And uh, my fans started at a very young age, so I suppose that's the other reason why I do country music. Yeah. Now, I, I guess, and you mentioned that over the years, you know, you've just about been everywhere with, uh, with your job, with your country, uh, with your singing. Um, but I wonder, when you reflect on those years, Brendan, is there a moment that stands out which says, you know what, this is why I do what I do? Uh, Grey Barton, 1985, did the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. And we had a 24-hour notice, and we drove from uh, Fort Worth, Texas, through the night through a storm, and I knew yeah. it was a storm. <laughs> Uh, to get there to appear on the Grand Ole Opry at 11 o'clock in the morning. Uh, and uh, we did two songs on the Opry. And to me, uh, yeah, that that was the thing that realised that, you know, what I do, I do do well. And you yeah. don't do what you do, do well, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, where it all began. And, I, I, yeah, yeah, I think that that was the telling moment, really, to be honest. Was the Grand Ole Opry what you imagined? Or when you got there, was oh, it just an old hall? Yeah, no, well, the new Opry, we did the new Opry. Yeah. And, and, and No, there's just something about it, kid. Yeah. You walk in the door and you just feel it. It's like we're driving into Nashville. You're looking around and you see people on the corner of the street singing and in the main main town. There's just something about it. You know, everything, every, every radio station you hit is playing country music. Uh, it's, it's just a, an amazing, amazing feeling. And, you know, the old Opry... Uh, I went and sang on that with Jody one day, actually. Uh, we, she was in Nashville yeah. at the same time. And we just went out, we walked out and just sang on this beautiful old, old, old theatre. And it's just incredible, un- unbelievable. So, and of course, then and I did the new Opry, which is, is just set, set up so brilliantly. And uh, yeah, there's something very special. I'll do that all over again quite happily. Yeah. Now, uh, before we did this interview, I was having a t- uh, chat to the team in the office. I always said, I want, I'm going to be interviewing Brendan Dugan. I'm a bit nervous. And they said, oh, Brendan Dugan, he's famous. And what's it like to be recognised all the time, Brendan? Is that, is that a good feeling for you? Well, you know, yes and no. You know, you, yeah, as you get older, you sort of want to be a bit more private. Um, you know, and uh, I'm happy with that. Uh, the, the early days was quite hard. Because, you know, I went from a boy at Lincoln High School at 16 to becoming, I suppose, yes, famous. Yes. Uh, overnight. And next minute, even the kids at school, it was, it was too much. Yeah. It just, uh, you, got no, you got no peace everywhere you went. You go to dinner uh, in a restaurant and people will be wanting autographs. Uh, thank goodness now, if you, if you sort of, if you're not under 35 or something, there's not much of a chance you may recognize me. <laughs> You know, I wonder when you reflect <laughs> when you reflect on your own career, Brendan. What advice might you give some up and coming talent to help them make their mark? I mean, can they make it in New Zealand, or do they have to do what you did, where you, you went offshore and uh, did your um, OE? Well, I didn't really go offshore. I went off and did the shows. Yep. And I said I would never ever leave New Zealand, and I never did. I never went to Australia for years and years and years. My early career, I did. Uh, to make it in New Zealand is very difficult, but because it's difficult, it's the best 
learning or, or, or training ground you'd ever get anywhere. Because New Zealand audiences are not easy, but you do a great job, they'll let you know it. Don't you worry about that, you know. Where, uh, you know, in America you walk out on stage and they start applauding them when you walk out on stage. As soon as you open your mouth to sing the song, if they like the song yeah. and, and like what you do, they really know how to show their appreciation. But no, most of the young singers need to go to Australia, and that's what they do. Uh, we're too small. Um, you know, we this, this, this interview I'm doing with you, we used to we used to do those constantly, yeah. constantly, constantly. Uh, thanks for doing this, by the way, Ken. Oh, um, you know, uh, uh, it, it's it's not so much as it used to be because um, getting New Zealand radio or TV to play country music these days is getting very hard now. Way back in the 80s and that when we had That's Country on TV, you know, which was rated number two uh, right behind the news on TV, we we were right at, all of us were at Patsy Reggett, Gray, Jody Vaughan, uh, the list goes on and on, Eddie Lowe, because uh, Dennis Marsh had just got started about then because he was a late beginner. Yeah. Um, yeah he didn't start, uh, he's not even in the business 30 years, yet he's older than me. <laughs> uh, not, not much, no. but he is older yeah. than me. Now, you've been in the industry since you're 11 years old, or you know, playing yep. music since you're 11 years old. Have you been living the dream, Brendan? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we, we I, I had opportunities in America uh, to stay there. Um, I remember getting, getting a uh, offered a tour by the Mandrell sisters, or Barbara mm-hmm. Mandrell, who were huge back in those days. And Grey Barber and I, but we had to come back to New Zealand for a contract, and we couldn't do it. And But I already had a couple of kids by then, you know, yeah. back home here. Um, and I used to have this thing in my head. If anything happened to my kids, it would take me, two, back in those days, two days to get home. Uh, and, and, and to be honest, I'm a homeboy. You know, yeah. I'm a farmer's son. Um, I, I don't like big crowds. I hate going to walk and down driving in the traffic. Yet I love driving cars. You know, I race cars. I do all those things. Um, but yeah, that's me, really. And uh, I decided years ago never to leave New Zealand. Oh, good choice, Duke. Well done, you. Now, tell us about the Highwaymen Tour. What inspired four Kiwi greats to come together? We're all good mates. I think that's what it all comes down to. I do a lot of work with Dennis anyway. I did. I worked with Gray for 50 years. Uh, we started at one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that was the case, kid. I really do. Yeah. Um, you know, so, and and Dennis and I, the last few years, teamed up to, to work together. It's been very, very successful. Eddie came back from Australia just a few years ago to live permanently in New Zealand. Um, he's great. The, the, the voice of his voice is still the golden voice. It really, really is. Gray's now 80. Wow. And he... You wouldn't think it. You look at him. You know, he doesn't look like that. He plays like a fifty-year-old. Uh, he, uh, but we're just all really good mates. And yeah. I, I was sitting there one day, and I got talking. I said, "Hey, Gray, I'd really like to do this this high New Zealand highwayman thing, you know." And uh, Gray just jumped at it. And so Gray and I put the tour together. Um, we put it together. We have a girl called Ali Cook who is also a singer. She's our publicist, and she's doing a wonderful job. So we don't have to do too much work. Uh, that's all, all taken care of, and uh, you know Dennis, uh, he's cool, he's great, great. People just love him, just love him. So uh, everyone has got their uh, own style. Uh, they they are they're just good people, and uh, 
good old Kiwi boys, I suppose. And I, I think you might find this could be the last big tour you'll see like this again. Yeah. Now, when the curtain goes up, Brendan, on the gig, uh, which is going to be uh, Wednesday, May the 31st at the Municipal Theatre in Napier, starts at 8 o'clock. Yep. What can we expect to hear? It's going to be the best of? Going to be the best of. A lot of, a lot of because it's New Zealand highwaymen. It's not the American highwaymen as such. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's about what we do and what they do in their own countries. Um, you know, I said to Eddie Lowe the other day, I said, are you going to do crying time? Now, what was the first big Eddie Lowe ever had? And he said, well, I suppose I should because that's where it all began. Yeah. So we'll be doing those, you know, and, and Dennis will be doing his. I'll even do do what you do, do well, because yeah. that's where it began for me, really, you know. Yeah. Um, but the, they'll hear stuff that they really want to hear and they love, yeah. you know, whether, whether it be Kenny Rogers, whether it be our own songs or whatever. It, we're just we, we're treating it as we're going to have a party. Yeah. Good on you, Brendan. Look, it's been my very great pleasure to talk to you this morning, and I wish you well for the tour, and look forward to talking to you again in the very near future. That's right, we're down there, mate. This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Hawke's Bay, a community access media station. Thank you to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible.